Welcome to this podcast. Here we discuss introspection, being, development, and all the good stuff. I want to elaborate on the collective voice. I think it's uh, it's a good focus to, to help us understand, I guess, the different voices in our head. Or to be more precise, the different parts of ourselves. Now, the collective voice is contrary to the, I guess, the specific voice, the parent's voice, the the inner dialogue that doesn't pertain to a collective energy. Okay, so let's let's look at it like this. You have you have two criterias of voices in one's head or two criterias of selfhood one that's embodied in the society that they live in and one that it's it's personal although it, it's connected to the societal voice but it's it's very specific it's based on their deep personal experiences okay so the collective voice is one that one picks up at a young, at an early age, and it has to do with the fact that when we perceive the external world in our childhood, we essentially we're we're perceiving all of it. We're not differentiating. We don't distinguish between this person, that person, that specificity, that that experience. Everything is just a blob of external stimuli into the inner dialogue and inner experience now that being said you have you have that collective generality with us our entire life when we walk down the street and we feel that we need to behave in a well-mannered way or to be respectable the the voice that's telling us that is very collective and it changes through time. So if manners change, if no more opening the car door for for somebody on a, on a romantic encounter is seen as a, a proper mannerism to, to embark on, then it changes. So the collective voice constantly evolves to acquiesce to the to the societal norms now the way we perceive that collective voice was everybody as as an all so as you encounter everybody meaning when you when you sit down with somebody and especially a stranger and you have a dialogue with them part of that dialogue is telling you how to perceive the entire world and how to perceive this specific encounter. So they, being a human being in a certain society that you reside in, represent that voice while also representing their individuality. So we're constantly questioning people not just for the content of themselves as a person, but as the embodied being in a society because we want to know what the voice of that collective is. Being that we came to this world with this external generality of 
that thing talking to us, telling us what to do, whether it's parents or the embodied society around parents, we constantly want to know what that thing is in, in, in the present moment. What, what, what's true about that thing that, that applies properly to, to the now? So we might, the thing is that I think some people think that it's an individual voice. They, they disengage from the aspect of the fact that it's collective because simply because that the collective voice doesn't doesn't tell us if it's individual or collective it's just another voice inside one's head it's another dialogue within oneself it's not it doesn't have anything pertaining to the public we can't we can't go somewhere and say this is the public voice because there's nothing concrete about it. And in fact, we can have a discussion, me and you, on what is the public voice of present moment in the same society that we're in. In fact, even if we're in the same family, we could, we could be perplexed on what the voice of that family is based on our perspective on the case. Now, even as such, we still will gain some agreement on what it's not. We'll know that this type of family is not that. We know, we know some general criteria. We know that the West cares about people having proper manners. We know that. We don't know. We, we can never come to a conclusion that says that the, the Western society is one that couldn't care less about manners and doesn't care about the self-respecting nature of a person in public. That, that that thing is, anybody who interprets the West as that, and you could theorize, you could come up with some crazy idea that, that tells us that really the Western society is based on individuality, and because of individuality, free expression is most important, even if it goes against the comforts of society. And that being the case, then we have theorized against the the norm and we established a new voice to the public the public forum but that's not that's not accurate to the ground to the to the reality on ground it's waiting in line for a bureaucratic you know endeavor that is public it's it's as public as possible and so if there isn't even a slight discomfort and that type of free expression, then that is not the true collective voice. Now, we could contend with the collective voice. We could say, I don't agree with it, but only pertaining to the fact that first, I feel uncomfortable. I follow, like everyone else in this society, I follow that collective voice very strongly. And yet, I'm not happy with the evolution of that voice. And most you could do is... is you know, be in dialogue with that and, and try to not change it, but try to try to understand it and maybe take another step further in a different direction. But pertaining to the actual voice, it's just there and it it gleams. 
you know, throughout our lives. Now, I think besides the childhood aspect of us viewing the world as just one big externality upon us, one outside thing on top uh, on us, whether it's our our parents or the world, but a lot of times we we don't understand that fully. When we say our parents are the world to it as a child, our parents are the world. We're actually saying that the world is our parents also. It's not just that our parents is the world. The world is our parents, and that doesn't usually change. And in fact, when there's contradictions between the parents and the world, usually the world wins because the parents are just mere examples of externality. The world is the externality, the outside objective reality. Now, usually there's real conflict there when one has a parental voice that's different than the societal voice, and then there's this this clash because one doesn't want to give way to the first perception of of life. You know, it's the parent's voice. But then they also recognize that the world represents all, all voice outside of oneself. Okay, so let's go to that aspect of oneself in relation to the collective voice the collective is general is a generality now the individual voice will be the opposite of that and it will be individual and specific meaning to say like this we might want to say if we get really into the conversation that the collective voice is all we really have. Really, what I'm thinking right now and speaking right now, it's truly just a representation of the world because my environment affected me in, in trillions of ways. And then that environment is just bringing me out to where I am right now in speaking. So we might want to venture and say that, but the truth is that there is novelty in the specific. What I specifically connect to in the collective voice is I would say the individual voice okay so for example the the western philosophy of of like self-respect and certain certain like contrictions on on bearing in the public like forum and and just breaking boundaries and, and whatnot. So I might have a personal view on that, that that I've come to. I've collected some ideas from from other collect uh, other collective voices. I've also, you know, grounded those ideas and I've made them my own and then I've expounded on them. And so what I come out with will be different. For, like like we, we said before, the one who theorizes that free expression is the true voice of the West, not like self-respect. And so they, they use their own individual voice to contradict the collective voice. Now, I said that that was done wrongly because they're ignoring the reality of the collective voice. But still, we see from there the individual... Um, expansion upon the collective voice or understanding of that collective voice. Okay, so 
we want to understand if there is possibly some individual voice that has nothing to do with the collective voice. Now, obviously, your environment is your perception, and your perception is your experience. So that area, whatever it is, might will be very small. But let's see if we could find some area that is just oneself. Now, we could imagine somebody that grew up in the Amazon by himself and then went about their life and came up with ideas. Those ideas will be... Those ideas would be different than... Um, what we would expect the natural environment to produce. Now they could be seeing a, a wildflower or or a specific animal and come to some conclusions about the aggression, aggressive nature of the world of nature, and 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 expound that upon themselves and see where they have their own aggression and whatnot. And that could have been done without any collective body talking about expression, without any scientific endeavors about uh, about aggression. So I think that there is a space that one will expound and will remove oneself from the collective voice and might say expand the collective voice in their own individuality. But I think what we, we see right now in the current era and it's something that historically comes about time and time is the is the breakdown of any agreement on the collective voice and only connecting to the individual voice as if we are not expounding on the collective voice as if we're not continuing a conversation about something more large than ourselves so that being said to recognize the existence of the collective voice i think is a healthy endeavor at the moment in time and i'd recognize the individuality in that um collective voice we don't want to say that you know everything that's individual that we think is individual about ourselves is really individual like we do feel a certain energy in a bureaucratic line we we feel that we're forced to some sort of dynamic. Some so, something's pulling us to to behave a certain way, to be a certain way, to be socialized in a certain manner. We're we're feeling all these. They're they're voices. They're the world that that that's that's begging of us to follow the standard. And the threat is very real. You don't follow these standards, the world will abandon you. And you will not have the benefits of being a part of this collective you will you will lose perception towards this collective meaning once there's no shame in in disregarding the 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 voice of that collective and once it's so it becomes so comfortable to just be as as somebody that's that's lost all normality they actually because of that they lose normality because of that they just they're just these beings that doesn't have a place in the world and a place in themselves so that collective voice is very strong and very powerful 
now thinking of one who takes an excursion in Antarctica or whatever for days on end or weeks or months or years by themselves, let's say, where's their collective voice? Does Why don't they go crazy or lose, lose, lose their sanity? And the truth is that it's just your attachment to the collective voice. It's an internal experience at the end of the day. It's not on the ground. It's not how much you attend to physical confrontations in the public sphere. It's the fact that whatever that collective voice within oneself is adhered to as it comes and as it arises. Meaning even in the private sphere, if one is going about their day in a very private manner, but they feel that collective voice saying, well, maybe the collective voice is saying that you should eat healthier or whatever. And so maybe I should be eating healthier. Like following that voice now, it's very private. There's nothing, there's no, there's no public forum to like prove oneself, but the voice is still really there. Now one could say, well, why do I have to adhere to such philosophy, such views? That's not a part of me. And they're they're kind of right. Now the question is who what is a person? They're not a social being, and that's that's another conversation. But you could make that claim. But the problem is that that collective voice is still there. So they're they're neglecting this this huge component of themselves. Now, when you cut it out, one doesn't know how much danger they're exposed to how much vulnerability because you're not just cutting out that surface voice like eat healthier they're not just cutting that out they're cutting out the entire connection and dynamic to the collective voice that pertains to how they perceive the world how they perceive their day how they perceive food how they understand food how they understand nutrition like all those things just fall away because all those things are connected to that collective voice so what we're coming out with is uh, a definitely a, a, a recommendation to connect to the collective voice and recognize its existence within oneself and, and recognizing its power and potential and whatnot. And also, we don't want to forget the individual expansion from that voice because one could feel very betrayed while waiting online in a bureaucratic endeavor and feel like they're demanding too much of me. I don't want to follow this. I'm, I'm, I'm being hogged down by this. Now, to expand on that so that there is some healing and expression and not to just neglect it is to continue the conversation. Now, why is there such an energy of one needing self-respect and acting so behavioral, and mannered and whatnot. Why is this such a strong thing? And you'll understand the the history and the, the, the individuality of the West and and the idea of selfhood and, and the idea of how to construct a civilization. I mean you that energy that 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 contains millions of bytes of information that could be sought out and and understood. And once that's understood you're waiting on the bureaucratic line, but you're actually just exploring millions of bytes of information. So, and you actually understand it, and you might even agree at the end of the day. You'll be like, well, what's the alternative? To, to, to be less progressive into our own tribal groups? Like, well, we start realizing that the alternative is not so, so glorified. So, there's a lot. And then, if you come to the conclusion after deep study that this is, this is just 
the wrong path to go, then you could understand why one would choose such a wrong path. And then you get that understanding. And then you you obviously at some point will get back to yourself and because you're a part of this society. So you're going to find your own your own states of mind, your own history that pertains to following these ideas as if they're your own, like you agreed to it. So there's a lot of like self-compassion that comes with that and self-forgiveness to understand the the uh, the evolution of of this collective voice and how deep you're enmeshed in it. And then if at the end, at the at the very end, after all these endeavors, you find that in fact the real the real thing is a little bit more than this. Meaning that yeah, individuality, but with an identity or you understand that identity is not so important and what is identity and you get into this space then you could deviate but only pertaining to the fact that you agree to all these earlier experiences only from the fact that you know in your heart that I am this embodied collective being and I am that voice but I do want to be my own person it's like the the parent it's like I understand how deep the parent is in me. And I understand that I, I'm a walking body of who my parents are. But even after all that, I say, no, I want to be, not that, no. Like, in that conversation, I want to extend my parents. I I see that my parents have not furthered this idea enough. So I want to further it further in the memory of them and in, the, in their in their own bodies meaning i see that the west figured out individuality but i also see that they're questioning the idea of identity so then i'm going to further identity in the name of the collective voice i'm not really deviating from it i'm just expanding on it i'm expounding in it now one must one might say that maybe there's there's an embodied evil like a colonial aspect to it one might say that but I don't I don't see I don't see if you actually study the deepness of it and the, pertaining to all of psychology and all of philosophy and all of science and you get down to the nitty-gritty of it I don't think one would conclude that this is simple and evil one would first of all conclude that I I'm a part of this I am walking that road and so it's my own steps that I have to contend with. And and why did I take those steps? And then understand that. And through all these things, I don't think that the final result is going to be this evil thing that came about. I think that what will happen is that there'll be compromise and expansion and, 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 and the idea that I'm going to take this a step further. So... To jump the gun and say neglect the collective voice, that's that's fairly dangerous because we don't know what we're gutting out with the with the good, right? And to to cut out the individual voice, we we become we become like the communists, you know, we become like the the totalitarian aspect of 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 uh, society where where 
I don't have anything to produce for the conversation or I don't need to understand the conversation. Well, all these things are terrible ways of approaching. There's no individuality. There's no, there's no selfhood and there's no value of self. So both need to be adhered. And, and I think that more collect recognition of the collective voices is a healthy endeavor ultimately. Thanks for listening, and if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.